0: Now we're gonna have a water baptism service this morning. And uh I've been really careful, I didn't even bring any notes with me because I don't want to preach anymore. uh water baptism is really important because it's a chance. In fact, this service is about those who are getting baptized, and we've been talking the last two weeks about the importance of water baptism. And when you give your heart to the Lord, it's very important that you get the opportunity to tell people how you got there. Now you may be quiet, you may not want to share, and that's perfectly fine too. But I want to give everybody today the opportunity without time limits, and I just want them to share how God brought another that. because how I many you know everybody's going to relate to somebody? And these are all people that have given their heart to the Lord and for whatever reason, maybe they just recently did. Some did a little while back, but they haven't had the opportunity to share what God's done in their heart and how they got here from this place in their life. I mean, want to hear that this morning. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I started talking about baptism. And if you turn to Matthew chapter three, Mike covered it real well this morning when he was talking. Some people get baptized, and they say, well, I know that this means I'm a new person. I know this is an important event, but there seems like something more after the baptism that's important, and Mike hit it right on the head. exactly right. As we get into water baptism, one thing you're going to notice is there's one thing that's always there in connection with water baptism. It says in Matthew three verse eleven. In fact, let's start in verse ten. It says the axe is already laid to the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. John said, "I will I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not fit to carry." He will baptize you with what? Now, sometimes we read that but we don't think about what he's saying. John baptizes with water. His choice uh, substance that he baptizes with is what we call H two O water, right? Jesus also baptizes, which means what I talked last week. Baptism baptizo is a word that means I'm going to completely bury you under the water. I'm going to immerse you completely and bring you out. John's choice substance is water. Jesus is greater and mightier than John because Jesus doesn't baptize. With H2O water for repentance. He has a better baptism. He baptizes with. The Holy Spirit. Which means. You got to follow this. He immerses. Dips you into. Just like you would the water. He dips you into the Holy Spirit. Completely. He has the ability to dip you and pour you and immerse you into the Holy Spirit, that's what he baptizes in. And sometimes we miss that. Jesus literally baptizes or immerses the new believer, and it's a better baptism than even what we're doing today, but for some reason it's always connected. In fact, all four gospels mention this water baptism, and every time John says yes, Get baptized in water because there's one coming real soon and he's not going to baptize you in water but it's necessary to be baptized for repentance. But somebody's coming who's better than me, a better baptism than me, and the one he's going to do is, it's not going to be water. He's going to dip you and immerse you and and baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. And he says it's better. And so we begin to look at the shadows like I did last week. Shadows of what he's talking about here. Because Jesus really doesn't stop with this. fact, you go to Mark 13 and uh, Luke 13 maybe. But he says in there God is a good father. He would not give you a stone or a serpent if you ask for the Holy Spirit. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit. Jesus and John 14, John 15, John 16 keeps talking about this Holy Spirit that is about to come. Then as he leaves, he's resurrected and he's about to, about to ascend into heaven. He says, wait in Jerusalem and don't leave there until I give the Holy Spirit that I've been promising to you. And so he's promising over and over in his life this other baptism that is the Holy Spirit, and somehow it's connected with my water baptism. And so you go back and you start to look at patterns. Why, what is this baptism in the Holy Spirit that Jesus does that's so much better, even in the water? Well, we have to look at creation. And as we look at creation, I told you last week, one of the examples of baptism is the creation. Because the Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was was without form and it was void. Nothing was on the earth. It was void. And there was darkness and there was light and there was water. Alright, and it's just like us. There's darkness, there's light. God baptizes us and when we come up he says we came out of darkness into his wonderful light. And then it says, creation hasn't happened yet. And it says, then the Holy Spirit began to hover over the waters. And as you begin to look at this power of the Holy Spirit, in fact, they say all power in the universe is is, is like this vibrating power that is used to define what the Holy Spirit is. And you see this creative power begins to come over the earth. And the Bible just says, that's the Holy Spirit hovering over the earth. And guess what the Holy Spirit was doing? It was through that spoken word and through the power of the Holy Spirit that they began to create all that you see in front of them. God began to create through the Holy Spirit. Then we see another type and example of what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and we see this type. Last week I told you that Paul used the example of baptism of water and compared it to Noah's flood. And he said this baptism now saves you and he uses an example the flood of Noah. You say, well man, is that the same pattern that we're looking at with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this other baptism that Jesus is going to do to all believers who seek him. The Bible says that after the flood receded, he began to send out what? Ravens. He began to send out this bird that was a bird that was a scavenger kind of bird. And he could find nowhere to rest. And so then he said, you know what? I'm going to send a dove from the flood. And the dove found a place where it could rest. And it brought back a leaf saying that the world now is ready to be recreated. It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. You say, well, what's it have to do with Jesus? The Bible says in John, listen to this, look at John. 126, John chapter 126, it says, John says, I baptized with water, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the shoes of whose sand are the laces of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie.' This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan where John was baptized. Now John's telling the story of when Jesus came. If you go over to verse 33, it says, I would have not known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God you see that the Holy Spirit, just like with Noah's Ark, found a place to rest in the form of a dove on Jesus? And what he's trying to say is, when we're baptized with water, how many know, I spent two weeks talking about this, we are sinners, church. We are sinners who need to be a new creation. The person that we are has been damaged. The person that we are has been destroyed. The the people that we are have been destroyed by sin. How many would agree with that? The way that I think, the way that I act, the way that I live, everything about my life has been destroyed and scarred and damaged by sin. My sin, my family's sin, my ancestors' sin, everything about me. That's the reason I lie. That's the reason I'm sexually immoral. That's the reason why I cheat people. That's the reason why I'm angry. That's the reason why I do the things that I do. And people want to sit around and they want to argue, is it okay to live in sin? Because as long as I know, I had those urges. And They argue, they say, well, wait a minute, you know, I... Been hooked on pornography since I was a kid. How do you know that? People have been fighting those urges from the time they were kids, fighting urges that are sin. And those urges have been promoted by themselves, by their environment, by their every part of their upbringing. And what God is saying is, in order for me to save you, you have to bury that. Not live with it. Not fight with people on why it's the right thing or why it's a good thing or why it's something that people should be able to do and it's better than one sin or worse than another sin. No, God says don't even get into discussion. I want to make you a good creature. In fact, uh, Ezekiel thirty six twenty six says, there's going to come a day when I'm going to give you a new heart and I'm going to give you a new spirit. And this is the fulfillment of everything God was intended to do. God wants us first, like I've talked about for two weeks. God wants to recognize that I am a sinner. But how many know that's only half of the story? God wants us to bury the old man or the old woman, our life, our past, our history, our genetics, everything about us that is sinful God says, I want you to be willing to bury that and say, God, give me a new heart, give me a new spirit. And this is the second part of it. This is the second part of baptism, that if I go in the water, out of the water, if I confess my sins, if I'm forgiven of my sins, if I bury the old person, I still need something new to grow where the old one And so what God says is, there's a thing called the baptism into the Holy Spirit. And so what Jesus wants to do is, He wants to bury you. He wants to surround you with the power of the Holy Spirit, because He wants to create new things in you. And what God wants to do is, He wants to connect the Holy Spirit to your life. He wants us not only to baptize people, but God wants us to lay hands on people and He wants us to baptize in the Holy Spirit. In fact, let me go through some places in the Bible where the fulfillment of the baptism in the Holy Spirit happens. Turn to Acts chapter 1. At the end of Luke, Jesus says, wait in Jerusalem for this baptism into the Holy Spirit power is going to to be an endowment from on high. Acts 1, Jesus is there again in verse 7. He said to them, It's not for you to know the times and the dates of the Father has set in his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. So when was this fulfilled? Acts chapter 2, what happens? On the day of Pentecost, they were all together in one accord, in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house. When they were sitting, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Then you go down to verse 14, it says, Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews, all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. They thought they were so full of the Holy Spirit, they were They were like, why are they acting so funny? Because God had filled them with the Holy Spirit. And he says, this... Is what the prophet Job spoke. In the last days, God says, I will pour my spirit on all people. Your sons, your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And you say, well, man, it happened that one time. God poured it out, and then they just stopped, right? on a little further, Max, it's given the history of the church. You see this baptism of the Holy Spirit again. It says in uh, chapter 7, I'm sorry, chapter 8, verse 4. It says, those who have been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed with Christ. When the crowds heard Philip there, the crowds, and they saw the miraculous signs he did, They all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were killed. So there there was great joy in that city. Now skip down to verse 11. It says, I'm sorry, verse 12. But when they believed Philip as he preached the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized and he followed Philip everywhere astonished at the great signs and miracles he saw. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God they sent Peter and John to them. When Peter and John arrived they prayed for them that they might what? They were saved, right? They were baptized in water, right? Immediately what do they want them to do? Receive the Holy Spirit. So immediately Peter and John came down it says when they arrived they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They simply been baptized in the name of the Lord. When Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit and when Simon saw that the Spirit was given by the laying on of hands what did Simon see? Something he's seen made him realize they were receiving the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you a question. How many of you think we need the power of the Holy Spirit? I can't preach baptism. In fact, the Jews would say this. The Jews would say a person is not clean in their body unless they've washed and they've anointed themselves with oil. Now, some of you women here will understand that. How many women here think, unless I showered and I put on lotion, I'm not clean, right? Men don't understand this. But Back in those days, they had olive oil and they would clean, but they really didn't consider themselves clean until they had a layer of olive oil on them. That's just what they did in those days, and they considered that to be a thoroughly clean person, and that's what God is saying uh, with us. God is saying, yes, you've repented, yes, you're a new creature in Christ, but you need a deep. You need a deep anointing of the Holy Spirit to help empower you to do everything I've called you to do in your life. God is calling us to cry out for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And we go a little further, just to show you how important it was. Here's actually another one that a lot of times is missed. Uh, Philip was preaching and it says as they traveled along the road they came to some water and a eunuch said look here's some water why shouldn't I be baptized and he gave orders to stop the chariot and Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him and a lot of these ancient manuscripts say he baptized him and he came up out of the water speaking of the prophesying and it's a man that just gave his heart to the Lord and you go a little further Max and I This is just the history of the church. It says that Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul.
1: Brother Saul,
0: the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road. Now, this is Saul who became Paul, just gave his heart to the Lord, right? And he's sitting there and he's blind. Ananias is told by God to find him, and he says, God has sent me to you so that you may see again. And that you may be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell off of his eyes, and he could see. Oh my, my He can see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he gained the strength. So he was filled with the Holy Spirit, then baptized. Do you see that? You go a little further. This is chapter 10, verse 44. Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came upon those who heard his message. The circumcised believers had come with Peter, and they were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit was being poured out now in the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God, and Peter said, Can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have now received the Spirit just like we do. Sometimes they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit before water baptism. Sometimes during, sometimes after. But it's not a complete baptism if you've just been baptized by John for repentance, which is what we're doing today. God also expects us to be baptized by Jesus Christ into the Holy Spirit and to be full of the Holy Spirit because that is how God creates something new in you. We can we can lay down the old mind and we can bury the old life, but God has to have a means to create a new person. God has to have a means that it says the Holy Spirit, uh, you will actually bear fruit through the Holy Spirit. That means when the Holy Spirit... In uh, fact, Mike said it when he was talking. He said he began to seek God. He began to seek the Holy Spirit. And this uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, God begins to... not The Holy Spirit becomes a part of your life when you're baptized. But this baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, you begin to know the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit begins to speak into your life. The Holy Spirit begins to teach you. The Holy Spirit begins to create things didn't point there before.
1: In fact, the Bible says that the Holy
0: Spirit will create fruit in your life that wasn't previously there before. Did you notice when he talked about the baptism, the Holy Ghost, the fire, and fire, he said the ax will be laid in the tree that won't bear fruit? He's trying to tell us that the Holy Spirit will be the... I mean, God has literally put somebody with you at all times. He said, Profits you I go away, Jesus said. Because I'll send the Holy Spirit will be with you always from end of the earth. He'll teach you everything. He'll cause fruit to be born in your life. And church, this baptism, I don't want you to miss the fact that we're laying down the old life, yes. But we're getting a better baptism. God is opening up this whole power of the Holy Spirit to create something new in your life. You say, I need that. How many have ever tried to reform their ways? And it's just like, God, I'm trying to change myself. I'm trying to be a better version of me. Baptism is the opposite of that. Baptism is, there's no hope for me. I'm going to bury myself and I'm going to rise up in a new light, and the Holy Spirit now is going to be my life. The Holy Spirit now is going to change me. The Holy Spirit now is going to empower me. The Holy Spirit now is going to fill me. The Holy Spirit now is going to work through me. It's no longer my power. In fact, the Bible says not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. And God said that through Jesus Christ, God has finally found a place now for the Holy Spirit to descend and land. When you're baptized, because your sins are washed away, because God has completely forgiven you, now you have a place where the Holy Spirit can actually dwell. Hallelujah. So I'm, i I said this would be short, so I'm going to stop here. <laughs> but before each person, and Eddie's gonna be up there to help remind me, I just feel really let God will lay hands on each person and pray for the Holy Spirit to be poured upon their life. How many of you think that's important? And you know, some have been serving the Lord for a long time, some are baptized in the Holy Spirit already, but I'm going to pray for fresh and filled with the Holy Spirit. As church, we need the Holy Spirit in our life. In fact, it's the two cardinal doctrines of the entire life, of my faith. And that is that Jesus Christ died for sins. That's what water baptism is all about. And the second thing is Jesus is a baptizer in the Holy Spirit. Jesus wants us to swim in the Lord. Jesus wants us to be full of the anointing. He wants the anointing to overflow in our life. Jesus wants to baptize us. You can't be more filled with the Holy Spirit than when you're sinning. Hallelujah. So we're going to begin to pray for each person to be filled with the Holy Spirit and God to complete the work that is doing in every person's life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Savior, be-